When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. And, and, and frankly, a lot of it might come down to the Bucks' defense, you know, mm-hmm. and and what they can do against this Bengals offense. So perfect time to kind of switch gears and look at the other, you know, side of the ball, so to speak. Uh, this <laughs> Bengals offense, I mean, something that, that kind of plays into the Bucks' favor is that the Bengals' offense is actually – a little bit banged up right now. Um, yeah. You have Hayden Hurst, uh, tight end, and then Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins all injured in the 23-10 win over the Browns. And then looking at the injury report, Tyler Boyd, uh, limited participation. Um, but then Trey Henderson did not participate. T. Higgins, limited participation on Wednesday. So, they, you know, there's been some participation with these guys, you know, between, um, you know, s- some of these players, but not a ton. And so you, we just don't know, are they going to be able to go? Are they not? Um, obviously they're, uh, they're pretty stout guys in, and, and again, it would play into the Bucks favor. Again, we're not like wishing for injuries on anybody, but it would play into the Bucks favor. If they weren't able to play. Um, that is a is a matchup that goes goes a little bit more in favor of the Bucks. But Casey, reading some reports about this Bengals offense, um, and just where the team's at in general, um, you know, people are people are starting to compare Joe Burrow to Tom Brady, um, you know, and 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 talking about you know. Oh, are these guys, you know, Joe Burrow, his release is getting faster. He's only had three sacks in the last three games because he's, you know, just sped up his release time. Um, You know, Joe Burrow even kind of commented on it and said, you know, I don't pay attention to it. He said, he's Tom, I'm Joe. But then, you know, they he he did acknowledge some of the traits that they share. He said, I have a quick release. I'm becoming efficient in my lower body, getting the ball out, seeing the defense. So there's there, you know, I'm not going to say that they're carbon copies of each other, but there's similarities there. And the other mm-hmm. thing that is interesting whenever you kind of look at these two teams is that people are starting to compare this Bengals team this season to the Bucks team in 2020 when they had their Super Bowl run. And people are starting to make those comparisons and saying, oh, well, look at the way the Bengals played and look at how the Bengals are kind of coming up right now. Their confidence is, is you know, really coming into play. Um. You know, Alex Kappa said, you know, we definitely have that high end preparation. We're prepared. We're ready to play. We're a confident group. We have a lot of fun. Um, so there's there's some of these comparisons that 
they're actually leaning into a little bit. Um, and that, I think that makes me a little bit nervous because if internally they're saying, well, hey, the Bucks did it in 2020, we can do it this year. This is a confident group. You're going up against a group that is then feeling pretty good about themselves and they're playing. I mean, they just, you know, they're coming off a few wins. They've just beat the chiefs. Like they, like they're taking control of their season. And again, that's why I'm, I'm seeing the trajectory of these teams in different places is because the Bengals have control of the rest of their season and they're taking control of it. And they're on this upward trajectory the Bucks also have control of the rest of their season, but they're not grabbing control of it. And it's still this up and down, like you said, Richter scale kind of thing. <laughs> but but going into this, not even looking at the matchups, just looking at the mental state of these two teams, that is what is scary about this Bengals team to me. They're very, very confident. They want to go out here. They want to do this thing. and uh, And they're really confident in themselves that they can. Yeah. Well, the scariest part about it and and what you're mentioning is that they look exactly like they did at the right time of the season last year. And mind you, these were Super Bowl. Uh, this is a Super Bowl team. So yep. with that said, they're doing the right thing at the right time. They're almost carbon copying their season of last year. And that's what makes it even scarier because then you're looking at not only a confident team, but you're looking at a Super Bowl tender that you're going to be going up against. And yeah. now having Alex Kappa on that roster, a guy that played on this offensive line with the Tampa Bay Bucks, who is now going to be going against Joe Tryanchanka and Akeem Hicks, that, that gives you a little bit of an edge. That gives you even more confidence because you kind of understand the molding of some of these guys. You know, when they brought in JTS, Kappa was still a part of the team. And Hicks, you know, he went up with Hicks when Hicks was wearing a Bears jersey. So it's also the fact that they are looking identical to the team that got a chance to go to the Super Bowl last year. And then when you do lean into those matchups, not only is there a comparison between Joe Burrow and Tom Brady, but then you get the actual matchups between Bucks and Bengals where you've got a banged up secondary that you're hoping guys can go like Mike Edwards and Antoine Winfield Jr. Because Jamar Chase is an animal. He just is consistent. There's no stopping him. When you see that he's putting up yards here, like like so many games in a row. And the problem yeah. is if you do contain Chase, who's very hard to tame by, you got Joe Mixon that you have to worry about. And then this is yeah. a team that you mentioned on the last episode. Hey, look at this run stop fence. They're one of the top tier. Yeah, they're not carrying that plaque around anymore. And then you've got to contain a guy like Joe Mixon after you got punched by Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb a couple weeks ago, and Christian McCaffrey last week with his 100 and whatever yards on you, that's, that's the part that's terrifying to me. Because if you're not stopping Mixon, you got to look out for Chase. If you're not containing Chase, you got to stop Mixon. And Joe Trashenka banged up with that hip injury. He kind of needs to take that next step. While he's done some things well, he's been very inconsistent for his second year. Um, not much of that epic breakout season. And then you have Hicks, who you felt the difference of him not being in the game, obviously helping stop the run. But there's even been some inconsistency there. Then you got Vita Vea with an injury again. We know how Vea shows up when he's hurt and banged up and trying to take on such a big load in the interior there. And then 
that's kind of going to translate down to your linebackers. Is Devin White going to come into this with his head on his shoulders and be able to lead the charge? Is Levante David going to be able to come in there and be that silent leader, but that silent killer that we know that he can be? Then you find out that there's going to be this whole roughing the passer is going to take a whole nother level where they're considering making ejections out of it. So that's got to kind of play to the mental of any defenses across the league. And after what, how the game started last week, you don't want it to mentally screw with this team, but that could e- easily be a factor. Oh, for sure. So you make a great point as to the confidence with this offense, but the terrifying part is it's, it, it's more than confidence. It's the consistency that they have and that they well, started they're confident to find. in themselves because they have it to back it up. They've exactly. had, they've had the reps. They have, they have the stats to back up their confidence. They're not confident in nothing. They're confident right. because th- they've done something because they, they have been playing well because they're, they're, you know, this is, this is a Bengals offense that ranks fifth in yards and seventh in scoring. They've averaged 29.8 points in their last five outings. This is an offense that's frankly like rated higher than the 49ers offense that they went against last week. So, you know, you mentioned these different connections, Joe Burrow, like why does he have such a good connection with Jamar Chase? They played together at LSU. Like they know each other. They, they have this connection already. Mm -hmm. Jamar Chase just came back from a hip injury in the game against the Browns, he had 119 yards and a touchdown. Joe Burrow has a passer rating of 102.4. And then you add in guys, and again, I, I know they're on the injury report, but it seems like they're getting better. Both, both, uh, like I said, T. Higgins, limited participation. Uh, Tyler Boyd, also limited participation. So it seems like they're getting better. Both of those guys, you have some receivers out there. Uh, and then you mentioned Joe Mixon. This is a team they're confident because they have because they're good. They're confident mm-hmm. because they are good, because they've gone out there and they've won some games. Yeah. And you make a great point to the chemistry that they're having. That's gonna give them an edge over a team that just seems to be struggling, weirdly enough. To get certain guys back and to look like you guys have a massive disconnect, that's been the scariest part about watching this Bucks offense. How is there such a disconnect there if you guys have been playing together for two, three seasons now and half of them won a Super Bowl together? So I do understand that for the most part, here's the thing. They've got two guys, Kaylee, you and I have chatted a lot about the fact that health has played a huge role into all of this. But when you look of, about as to who has been able to stay healthy, you've got Mike Evans who's been able to stay healthy. So you have people on this roster that would be able to carry you over the finish line. It's just really coming down to the, the thought process behind everything. So kind of jumping back to the fact of what this Bucks defense has to do in order to contain or stay within this game and not let it get it out of hand like like it did versus the 49ers. We have been saying this for weeks now. My oxygen levels are almost completely exasperated because they know what I'm about to say again. Like my mouth doesn't even want to formulate the sentence. Turnovers. Turnovers yeah. are going to be so key if this Bucks team is going to have any chance of not getting embarrassed by this Bengals team. 
for one, there was zero sacks in that 49ers matchup. Yep. If you can't get to the quarterback, if you can't fluster him, if you can't, in hockey, as we say, take away his eyes, you're not going to give yourself a chance, number one. If you can't come up with any interceptions and disrupt the piece of wide receiving core or, you know, you have to cause it, it. That's what I love about sports in general. Like you can be talented, you can be simple, but there's also that mental element to it. This defense doesn't come off so scary anymore. So nope. they have to start doing something out there that's going to make the wide receiver flinch and the running back flinch. And these guys not assume that they're going to come out and have this whirlwind performance. It's the assumptions that so play into the confidence. They can safely assume that they're going to go into these matchups and be like, yeah, I'm going to do very well because this guy hasn't been playing well. This team doesn't collect turnovers. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. We were so excited for the return of Logan Ryan, but that's a lot of pressure to think that he's just going to come back and pick up where he left off turnovers. There has mm -hmm. to be a step up in, in the right direction for a lot of guys on this defense. There has to be more of a significant step up with the absence of Barrett. Barrett's the only Barrett that there is, but still, I was looking forward to Carl Nassib kind of being a filler there because he talked to him and so much from him. And that was one of the first conversations that took place when he resigned with the Bucks. is like, wow, you learned from a guy like Shaq Barrett. Can you translate from that? You're a longer build. It's a bit harder, but still, and don't get me wrong. Nassib's actually played quite well this season, but like Nellini stepped up. Joe Tranchenko needs to take that next step. There's just a lot of guys who like it's time. Yep. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think the defense is primed to do it. Like they, frankly, I think that that's what this is going to come down to. And I, that's how we started this segment by saying, you know, the offense, they just have to not shoot themselves in the foot, but the defense has to actually play. This is a good yeah. Bengals offense. The defense has to four be quarters. ready. Yep. They have to play four quarters. They have to be ready. They have to come out to take care of business because this is not going to be an easy game for this Bucks defense. Um, yeah. It, it's not the same message for the both sides of the ball. Offense. Don't shoot yourselves in the foot defense. You better be ready to come to play. This is a, this yeah. is a Bengals offense that is good and they know how to play and they're going to take advantage and they're also going to try to adjust. So you have to adjust as well. You have to adjust better than they do. And that's going to be the real test, Casey. I think it, it's going to be – I think that this defense is going to be able to come out strong. Can they adjust? That's going to be the question. The Bengals' offense, they're going to be able to adjust. But can this Bucks defense do that? And if they can, they're going to put their offense, hopefully, in a position to be able to at least make this game comparable, maybe even winnable. <clears throat> Right. And I know that's putting a lot of pressure on this defense. I, I I get it. But but the defense and the offense are just in two different spheres right now. They're just in two yeah. very, very different places. The defense has started taking accountability for themselves. They've started playing better. Um, you know, Devin White has stepped up significantly, both as a leader and in his play. We just need to see them continue to do those things. And we need to see other guys aside from just Devin White stepping up. It can't just be on his shoulders. And you can't depend you can't depend on guys who who are struggling with injuries to go out there and make football fun for you. You can't all right. be on Antoine Winfield Jr. to like always make football fun. No, go out there and decide for yourself that this is a game that you love and that you want to play and that you're gonna have fun doing it and you're gonna do it to the best of your ability. That's mm -hmm. what needs to happen 
for this Bucks defense. And and again, I'll acknowledge there's a lot more writing on this Bucks defense than there is on the Bucks offense in this game. This Bengals offense is good, and the Bucks need to 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 come out. This is their opportunity to come out and prove to the world that we were once right about them that they can be that kind of defense otherwise you know it, 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 it's just one of those things where it's like okay i guess we were wrong about you from the beginning